So we're just going to kind of wing this, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to the show. First time. This is the garage demo version. We're going to give this a shot and see how it goes. This could be terrible. It could be awesome. I'm Sean Clark. And with me is Mr. Chris Nelson, Christopher Nelson, if you're more of a proper individual. <laughs> thank you. Yes, I prefer Christopher. And yes, thank you. We were going to do this in person. And mm -hmm. then we thought, you know, Chris definitely has COVID. Uh, Christopher <laughs> has a preferred. So I figured it would be smart. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, we just thought it would be more responsible to do this way for now until we are all safe and, uh, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Just being smart, being a good example. Just being responsible. You know, we all want to be responsible. Everybody out there should be wearing masks and everybody should be careful and stuff. And yeah, we were going to do this together. And then we just kind of rethought it and thought, you know, we got to be responsible. We got to support the whole what's going on out there. And so for the meantime, this is what we're doing, but we intend to eventually hopefully sooner than later end up in the same room together hanging out looking at cool stuff and sharing cool stuff and talking and interacting with each other so hopefully we can do that sooner than later but for now this is what it is enjoy it it's better than nothing so here we are let's it, have fun it is what it is people deal with it yeah yeah so yeah basically christopher and i were discussing crap just stuff and and it was like you know these are fun conversations and let's let's do something like this where we can invite uh some like-minded individuals some some celebrities guests you know mm -hmm. uh between the two of us we know a few and mm -hmm. uh we could have a pretty fun little show and uh share the same geekdom i guess you know our love for all things stupid <laughs> So. Absolutely. I think that, that, you know, we, I mean, we'll probably, you know, go into how we met and all that stuff. And, you know, you, have, you, <laughs> you really want to go there? Uh, maybe not. Do we? I don't know. I don't <laughs> we should. Know. We should. It's got a, this, it's a funny that. story. You I mean, probably have a different memory than I do, maybe. But, what? but just more like, <laughs> like Sean and I started, you know, after we met and started kind of getting to know each other. And then also Sean, who has a wonderful company uh, started representing me for convention yeah. appearances and stuff. And then we just kind of hit it off. And the couple conventions that I have done, we had a really great time. And again, going back to, we hung out, we nerded out, geeked out, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. And we have similar interests, a lot of similar interests, scary, uh, and shit. scary stuff. And just having really fun, conversations and so yeah he's right we were kind of sitting there going why don't we just have fun with this and go and 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 have a little show about it so uh i don't remember what what's your memory of us first because <laughs> i don't really... <laughs> well it isn't so much about us first meeting it's just what we each thought of each other uh, oh okay because oh yeah we had this conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because he thought I hated him and I thought yeah. he hated me, you know, yeah. and, and it was just like, I, he would see me and go, 
that guy's kind of a dick. And I would see him and be like, that guy's kind of a dick. Because we both were standoffish to each other, apparently. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think we were just probably both being insecure and shy or stupid or whatever. But Oh, yeah, obvious, <laughs> all those things. But I think it was more like, uh, you know, sometimes in this business, when you're dealing with all this kind of stuff, you know, there are reputations that go around and there are people that, you know talk and you can't listen to any of that stuff so uh i think it was more like well i heard this and i heard that and he probably heard stuff about me and it was a whole thing so we brought that baggage into the whole situation which was stupid because none of it was relevant at all so uh, and then we ended up hitting it off and here we are and we're doing this horse shit so. <laughs> <laughs> and we lived together happily ever after indeed so. <laughs> no, it's so funny how many people that over time have said to me, dude, man, you know what? I'm so glad I actually talked to you because I used to think you were such a dick. You know, I said, well, what was it? And he's just like, uh, just, just the way you were kind of looking at everybody. And I'm just like, and I said, well, well like where? Like, what do you so think? Rusting bitch face? Is that I do. I apparently, well, rusting uh, dick face. Well, this <laughs> is what it is. I know what it is. People tell me that, well, I see you at conventions. And you always look like pissed off or something. And, and I'm like, well, where did you see me? Like, well, I saw you like behind the tables, like behind your clients. And I said, you know what? Cause I'm constantly surveying the room and I'm looking. Yeah. And when I'm doing that, I'm kind of like this. Right. And I guess I look scowling a little bit and, you know, mm -hmm. people think, you know, oh, I was afraid to approach you because you looked angry. And it's like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really a nice guy. If you just talk mm -hmm. to me. You are. You're a terribly nice guy. And it was it was lovely to find that out. Lovely. I used the word lovely. Um, I I, you know, I totally get the same thing. People automatically, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because I'm tall or my size or whatever, right out of the gate, people always think that I'm uh, angry or something. And and it's only because I'm usually most of the time I'm concentrating. Mm -hmm. It's like when I concentrate, I get a look on my face like you know, I hate everything. So, <laughs> uh, it, it, and that's not the case at all. And I yeah. think it's just, a, uh, you know, you're just, you're in your zone. I'm so whatever it is I'm doing, I'm super passionate about whatever it is I'm doing, whatever situation that I'm in. So I'm in my zone and it has nothing to do with anything else other than that, you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, uh, I, I think that was the thing. And I think I remember, was it Monster Palooza or something? You were doing a signing for the thing. Uh, you had a lot of the actors for the thing. Oh, 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 oh. I wasn't signing, that? but but the, but yeah. But yeah, the, you were representing the you thing had a actors, lot of clients yeah. that mm -hmm. the thing actors and you were doing a big thing sign. It was quite a big deal. I was very excited about it. And you helped me actually get further in front of the line, which was very nice of you. So uh, I before. used that celebrity privilege to You did. Yeah, you did. You helped me out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, and it was great because I'm such a huge thing fan. Uh, uh, and that's kind of the first interaction from what I remember. I think that was before you represent. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Before you, the you funny thing is, I really don't remember. <laughs> I really don't remember how we actually started really talking. I don't recall at all. I'm but I don't know. It might have had something to do with, I think it had something to do with uh, James Jude Courtney after the, or during Halloween 2018. 
and Maybe. Uh, I think you started representing him or he was you were about to or whatever and and James said to me one day he was in the makeup chair I was doing his makeup and he said you know do you do you do these conventions and stuff I said I, I really don't I, I've never I mean I do them when I'm asked to promote a film or something and he was like you gotta talk to Sean Clark he's he's the fucking man and he's the bird and he's taking me on and blah 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 and I think he introduced the two of us I think Mm. email or something and then we talked and then it kind of whatever went from there but it doesn't matter (laughs) here we are (laughs) old news well let's let's kind of since this is our first episode let's get to know your hosts here a little bit so (laughs) let's talk a little bit about you and how you got into uh, let's say let's first off how did you get into the genre and then tell me a little bit about how you got into the business uh okay i'll try to make this brief when i was uh, i grew up in pittsburgh in the 70s and early 80s and you got some cool stories about that too right about the uh, you got to see dawn of the dead being made i i did i saw the the original dawn of the dead being made not far from a school that i went to when i was a young kid that's awesome uh, yeah it was amazing but you know and, and in pittsburgh you had the whole George Romero and Tom Savini and 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 that was a huge thing growing up for me and 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 hugely influential obviously as early as I can remember I'd I'd say six or seven years old I'd come home from school every day and there was it was channel 22 and they would always show you know lots of really weird stuff they'd show you know Speed Racer and they'd show Night of Living Dead and they'd show you know, Fiend Without a Face. It was all this stuff, and and, it, and Frankens, obviously the originals, Frankenstein stuff, and I was and and I was just captivated by that stuff. And Lon Chaney movies, original, you know, Lon Chaney Senior. Was there a and, host on that channel? A host of uh, there wasn't a host. There was a host. There was a midnight show. I believe it was on Saturday nights. It was called Chiller Theater, and his name mm. was Chili Billy Cardell. His, his name was Bill Cardell. Yeah, and he, he Lori's was, Lori's father. Exactly, yeah. and he hosted a thing every Saturday night at midnight, and once a year, every summer he would show Night of Living Dead, which of course was a huge, you know, proud Pittsburgh kind of thing with George Romero. He, he's in the movie too. Yeah. He's in the movie as yeah. the newscaster, and uh, it was just so big for me. Like it, it meant everything to me. So. Um, that really influenced me as far as getting into the genre, getting into film. And then as I got older and stuff, you know, obviously it, it branched out into more than just horror. Uh, it was just film period. Cause I was kind of, I was a latchkey kid. And so uh, I didn't really have parents around. So uh, movies were my babysitter. Movies were my church. Movies were everything to me. That's, that's all I did. Like, are you an only child? No, I actually have uh, four siblings, but I was the youngest, and they were all much older than me, so they all moved away and, and, and took off. And so I was left by myself to, uh, you know, was just saturated with movies and music. It was yeah. movies and music. Those were the two things, and comic books. And those were the things. That was it. And that was my whole life, and it has been ever since. I mean, I'm 51 years old now, and it's everything to me. So, um, and then I got older, and I, around 15 years old, I moved to Los Angeles, 
Yeah. And uh, I actually, this is a funny story. I, in order to save the money to move to Los Angeles, I sold porno magazines to my fellow classmates to make money. And that's how I did it. Cause my older brother <clears throat> stole magazines from the speedy Mart uh, in a small town outside of Pittsburgh where I grew up. He stole porno magazines. He had stacks of them. So I would, so, so I would, I would steal them and I would go sell them to my friends in the woods after school and that's I'd sell awesome. them for, for like 20 bucks a pop. And I saved my money and I, and I, and I moved to Los Angeles. Was and, that during and, high school or that you were yeah, selling them? It was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, eighth, ninth grade wow. and, I, and I, and I would sell them. And then I would, then I moved to, to, uh, uh Los Angeles when I was 15 and uh, got a job as a bouncer uh, <laughs> at, a, at a few different uh, clubs down in <clears throat> Torrance, California, mm -hmm. near the Delamo Mall and in Manhattan Beach, where I met Quentin Tarantino when he worked at a video store in Manhattan Beach. And so I worked as a bouncer and I worked at the warehouse records and tapes, you know, <laughs> renting movies and stuff. And I worked at Licorice Pizza, which oh. was an old... That's awesome. uh, if you remember that, yeah, hell yeah, I, I worked at Licorice Pizza, um, selling records and stuff, and uh, just saved my money. And in the and and in the meantime, I was sculpting and I was painting and I was learning how to do makeup effects and stuff. And that's I was obsessed with it. I had blinders on, man. And that's what I was going to do. I was going to work in movies. I was going to be a makeup effects guy. And uh, Eventually, long story short, is that we, you know, I started meeting people and networking, and and I've been doing it ever since. It's all I've ever done. You know, I've been doing it for what thirty years now, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and I love everything about it. I love horror, and I love, but I just love cinema. I'm not, you know, just a horror guy. I just love movies. Period. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that, that, that's kind of my history. If I answered all those questions, I don't know if I did, Yeah. but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you ever, being from Pittsburgh, did you ever meet or contact Savini to try to get a job with him before you came to LA? I never did. You know, I didn't have that, that savvy to, at that time to, to seek him out or anything. I knew he was there. I met him once at a convention in Pittsburgh when he was promoting Grand Illusions, his first mm. book. Yeah. And it took me forever to save enough money to buy that book because <laughs> uh, I was very poor. And uh, I never I never thought to do that. I always thought that you go to LA. I don't know why that was, but you know, you come to LA. And then I came down and it was only subsequently years later after getting into the business that I ended up working with George Romero on like two, three films and meeting him and he was just such a great guy and he was always so nice to me and and uh uh and telling him about all these stories about pittsburgh and so that's something that we related to and stuff so uh it, it, i never thought to do that and i i i kind of wish i did but i'm kind of glad i didn't because my path is unique and i i did all right for myself so it's all right yeah i think <laughs> so, i think you did pretty good so no no regrets there and um, you, let's talk about you. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your, I know you have a, you're, you're natural. Are you, are you a native Californian? I was born in Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. But See, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I moved to Southern California when I was six. So I've been here pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Um, but I used to go back to Alaska all the time. My grandparents lived there. Uh, they've both since passed. Uh, I had an uncle live there. He passed. <clears throat> I do have another uncle that lives there currently, but I haven't seen him since I was 12. I don't think I've been to Alaska since early 2000s. It's been like 20 years, close to 20. It's been a long time. I've been meaning to get back just, I don't know. It would be weird to go back now and not be able to go to my grandparents' house, which, right. I mean, my grandpa built that house before I was born, so it's always been theirs. And Did you have an interest in horror and this whole genre and, and, and where you're at now? What made you who you are? Was it in Alaska that you, you, you realized this, or was it only after you moved to, to California? Uh, well, <clears throat> my horror history starts in Alaska, believe it or not. I, I remember, even though I was like four years old, I remember seeing The Exorcist at the drive-in. I remember seeing Texas Chainsaw Massacre at a walk-in and Jaws at a walk-in at age four and five, you know. <clears throat> it was, uh, I have vivid memories of that. But my parents were young. They had me when they were 17, 18. So yeah. I, they were into horror films and we were poor and they cool couldn't, they couldn't, it's so cool to be poor. Uh, <laughs> uh, we didn't, they couldn't afford babysitters and stuff. So they just took me. Uh, and as far back as I could remember, horror films seemed like normal, like, oh, you know, I mean, some of them freaked me out, but I liked that. I liked mm. it, you know, that, that adrenaline rush. It was introduced to you as mainstream. Yeah. yeah. Whereas but, most people, it's not. Yeah. yeah. It was very much part of my life, collecting Fangoria from when it came out. Um, and I was always into horror. But, you know, back then, growing up, as you remember back in the day, other than a couple of Halloween masks and stuff, there wasn't any merchandise. You couldn't go buy T-shirts and, you know, action figures of these characters, really. There was a couple. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I mean, so to be into that stuff, it was it was not easy. But... It really kicked off for me in 1988. I was working at Spencer's Gifts in the Mission Viejo Mall. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this guy came in and applied, and he was wearing a Misfits t-shirt. And I remember being like, you know, I tell my manager, hire this guy. You know, he's, he's obviously cool. He's got a Misfits shirt on. Anyway, that guy's still one of my closest friends to this day. His name's Pat Shalastra. And I remember we had a lot of similar interests, skateboarding music, horror. And one day he says to me, Hey man, you going to the Fango convention? And I'm like, what's what? that? What's a Fango? <laughs> yeah. And you know, the funny thing is here, I read Fangoria and I've seen the, the ads for it, but I for some yeah. reason never registered with me, like what yeah. it was. Yeah. So he told me about it. And I remember looking at the ad, I think the first show I went to, like the tall man was there mm. and Doug Bradley pinhead. And I was just like, Holy shit. I'm going to, I can meet the tall man and pinhead. I'm in. Right. And I'm older than you. Wait, how old are you? I'm 49. Okay. I'll be 50 in September. So okay. we're, we're close. Right. When I went to that a Fangoria convention, my life changed. Yeah. Now, never in a million years that I think that this is going to be my life. Conventions <laughs> would be my life. Uh, it blows my mind that it is, but that's where it started was like, 
oh my God, there's this whole other world of like-minded people. There's mm-hmm. all this cool, most of it bootleg merchandise, you know, resin mm-hmm. kits, uh, mm-hmm. t-shirts and stuff. None of it was licensed. Nobody was licensing Halloween back then. You know what I mean? No, no. Uh, uh-huh. So it was, uh, that's where I really got the bug and through being a fan over the years, just weird, dumb luck circumstances kept putting me in the right spot. And, hmm. and then it just, uh, here I am. It's super cool right now for everybody, man, because horror and merchandise and, and, and stuff is so in the mainstream now, like it's everywhere. And I think people don't realize how underground and misfit it used to be. Like I never, I, I, you had to really seek out people that were into this kind of stuff. And you really had to, you know, back in the garage kits where there were no horror movie toys. There were no horror movie t-shirts. It was only what some guy did in his garage that you could get a hold of it, you know? And uh, And it wasn't cheap. It wasn't, and it's not cheap. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great time right now. Hence one of the reasons why we're doing this is like, it's such a great time right now for, for all of this. I mean, it's, it's had, it's, it's had many heydays. It's, it's, it's come full circle quite a few times and a couple times it's, it's come into fashion and out of fashion, even with me being in the business, it's been at its peak and it's, you know, it ebbs and flows, but uh, right now it's, it's amazing with all the platforms and everything. And it's a good time to be a horror fan or a, or a film fan period. It's just a, it's a really good time and it's yeah. super exciting. And I never thought in a million years I would say there's actually too much stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it's it's yeah. crazy. How I mean, I would have give given my left arm for a kick-ass Michael Myers action figure back in the day, and now yeah. there's like too many of them. You know, <laughs> That's true. yeah. Well, now that it, it allows you to be uh, very discerning, and it allows you to be kind of a snob with all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. You know the good stuff and the bad stuff, you know, yeah. and that's how that's how we all relate to each other now. Is like, are you for real? Like, what's the good stuff you got? What's the bad? You know, what I mean? yeah. like how 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 legit are you? And that's that's kind of fun, you know. It's a friendly competition, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, it's almost like if you were to look at the sideshow Michael Myers doll, it was one of the first official licensed dolls that came out. If that came out today, they'd get destroyed. Yeah. They'd get crucified. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Because it looks yeah. terrible. I mean, yeah, the, the mask at least looks terrible. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, but some people like that shit. That's the funny thing about not to go into a Halloween discussion, but mm-hmm. it's like some people just like it, even when it's bad. They just want that well, content, that look. You know, and it's and, probably nostalgia. I mean, I'm, there's yeah. I'm sure you own toys like I do in our collection that look like shit, but. Yeah it's the fact that it was from i had this when i was a kid you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah. you love it it's this this emotional connection that you had you know uh to, to it all you know and yeah, look I at still the, have that. look at the kenner star wars action figures compared to like the black series that are out now that is just like one looks miniaturized screen use the other one looks terrible yeah. really but it oh but, god I, I i couldn't tell you i can't i can't even keep up with it all going yeah. back to like kind of what you said it's like there's so much i can't even keep up with it all yeah i don't know i don't know what's out there if somebody goes hey have you seen the bleep blah 
version of the this and that. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm too concerned about, you know, what I'm doing in my job, you know, and it, it takes everything, you know, to, to, to create something that you're, that, that balance of, okay, you got to make the fans happy. You have to make the filmmakers happy. You have to make yourself happy. It's a, it's a hard thing to do. Oh, well, it's very difficult. It's a very difficult position, especially, uh, I mean, being in the film business, it's, there's always too many cooks. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, uh, you, you can't ever, you could deliver the most perfect Michael Myers mask ever made. And somebody that just wants to have an opinion is going to go, you know, you should tweak this just because they want to put their stamp on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you no. can't make, you can't make everybody happy yeah. no, no matter what. And I think a lot of people don't realize why the decisions are made of what, why you're doing something. There's a lot of factors. You can't, we like, again, going back to the Halloween thing, you, you, we've had 40 years to dissect that movie. Yeah. That look. Yeah. 40 years. So then to do something new, you don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. It has to hit. And there are a lot of beats that you have to hit. And there's a lot of uh, factors that go into it of what makes something uh, look good on screen, work within the context of the story. It's, um, you know, it's, there. there's a lot more to it than there used to be. You know, back in the day, it was like, uh, when you're doing something brand new and original, you don't have to worry about that stuff. It's just like, you know, here's a mask. It's like you did a video of it, which was a great video, by the way, with uh, Tommy uh, uh, Wallace, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you did the recreation of the, of the Halloween mask. And, and if you think about it, you know, back then, and I know John Carpenter and have worked with him a few times, it wasn't as thought out as it has to be now. Yeah. Like it, it has to be so overthought out now. You have to take into every consideration, every factor of all of it. And back in those days, it wasn't like that. It was like, go get a mask, let me take the thing off, spray it white. But they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what they were doing. It was a different time. You know? Now it's different because you're, you're, you're picked apart by every single person and every single fan. Well, you know? <laughs> that's the unfortunate thing about social media is now everybody can voice their opinion in real time and it's the greatest and worst thing that's ever happened to our world mostly mostly towards the worst side um yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i mean because now i mean back in the day somebody bitched about something they just bitched about it and it didn't get much further than that but nowadays it's just like everything's a crusade it's like calm down people calm down just take it easy yeah well, the other thing I wanted to touch on was doing this show, and obviously this is going to go on YouTube, and there'll be people commenting down below. Yeah. Um, you know, feel free to to do your comments and ask questions and things like that, and maybe things you might want to see in the future. Like Sean said, we plan on having guests 
um, and uh, all sorts of content and, and things. And uh, so feel free to leave your contents below and uh, let us know maybe what you want to see or what you want us to talk about, even though we're just going to talk about whatever the hell we want. So, or, or maybe even so. guest suggestions too, or yeah, sure, then, you know. Yeah. And you know, uh, I'd like to talk about if you don't mind going back to getting to know each other and getting the audience to know get, you. Getting the audience getting to know us is that you know your your company your convention all stars thing and what made you start that what was the uh, what was the uh, conception of that well I mean it really kind of went back to um, I was one of three people that put on the Halloween twenty fifth anniversary convention mm -hmm. and I was heavily involved with booking the talent for that. <clears throat> not that I was a booking agent. I was calling as a promoter, uh, you know, trying to get people on board. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I kind of learned how that worked during that. And I think it was <clears throat> maybe a, a year or two later, uh, I, had a, I had already worked on the 25 Years of Terror documentary. So we had a lot of those people involved with that. And I was, um, I think I was writing for Dread Central at the time or Horror Channel. I don't know which one it was. I was doing journalism as kind of a hobby because it was fun. I was put in touch with Tony Moran, who was the face of Michael Myers in the original Halloween. Mm -hmm. And nobody had ever found him. He was kind of like, you know, nobody had ever met the guy. Nobody ever found, never did a convention. So I talked him into <clears throat> doing an interview for Dread Central. I went and met him in person. Afterwards, I brought my Halloween posters. And I said, would you, would you mind signing these for me? And, he would, and I remember... <laughs> you just did it to get shit signed. Mostly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I did the job. I did I the job. This is that, the, the, them's the perks. I get um, it, yeah. So I, I said, you know, I remember him saying to me, wow, I've never signed an autograph before. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He goes, no, I've never signed an autograph for Halloween ever. And I'm like, this is the first thing you've ever seen. So he signed them. And I said, man, I'll be honest with you. Lots of fans would, would love to get your autograph. And he's, ah, and I'm like, seriously. And, and I said, you should try one of these conventions, you know? And uh, so a buddy of mine, Eben Magar, who runs Mad Monster Party, was doing a convention in Van Nuys. What? Hold on. What's the name again? Eben Magar? Eben Magar. You know Eben? That's a, that, nope, but that's a hell of a name. Yeah, he's a hell of a guy. Eben Magar! <laughs> Eben Magar! I don't know why I find that. We're going to have to have him on the show now. Yeah, we're um, going to have to. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. And uh, So anyway, convention in Van Nuys. He was doing a convention in Van Nuys called Necro Comic Con. Oh, I remember that. Do you remember that? It was. Did you I go did. to that? Did oh, it was in an old abandoned movie theater in Van Nuys, and O.J. Oh. Simpson was a guest. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, that's was, amazing. It was amazing, but it was a horror convention, and O.J. Mm. Simpson was there signing. And this is after, you know the shit had gone down so really and he would sign anything people were bringing butcher knives and he was autographing them oh my god <laughs> he came he did it he's having a blast 
and he's he comes up to me like halfway through the show this is great man i love this i'd love to do more of these how can i do more of these well there was another agent i'm not going to say his name the only guy i knew who does what i do and he was there with some of his clients and i said oh see that guy over there boom you know i'll introduce you he goes yeah go talk to him i go talk to him his exact words to me were wasn't he in the movie for like eight seconds and I go, yeah, but, you know, he's the face of Michael Myers. It's a big deal to these Hollywood yeah. fans. And he goes like this, yeah. mm, pass. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay. I went over to, you know, I saw Tony again later. And he goes, oh, do, do you talk to the guy? I go, yeah. And what'd he say? I told him. And then he goes, fuck that guy. Why don't you, why don't you manage me? And I just went, I guess I could. And that's how it started. As I realized you know, how this worked. I'm like, well, you know what? I got all these phone numbers from all these Halloween stars that I had at the Halloween convention. I have them a documentary. I literally just started calling all of them and saying, Hey, you know, remember me, you know, would you want to do more of these blah, blah, blah. And, um, next thing I know, I was the Halloween guy. I had like 50 mm. clients and they were all from various Halloween movies. And that's, mm. that's how it started. Mm. And I was literally doing it only because I found out the conventions would fly me out and put me up. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, you mean I get flown out, I get a hotel room and I get into the convention for free. I was right. like, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> and then the crazy thing started to happen. I started to actually make some money. Right. And, and it just snowballed, man. It just snowballed. Wow. And now it's like the premier agency, isn't it? For conventions. It really is. I, I, I mean, it, yeah, I'm one of them for sure. I mean, I, I think as far as horror is concerned, definitely. Um, right. But, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that rep some big dudes. And, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I pride myself on being one of the main guys, I think. Oh, yeah, I would say absolutely. I mean, I, yeah. I don't really ever hear of anybody else in your, your company is hugely successful and, and, uh, uh, I'm proud to be a part of it. Not that that matters, but uh, uh, it's pretty amazing what you've done. I think it's awesome. Yeah, so, and, I just... and and having done a couple now, uh, you treat people really well. Like you treated me well. You treat everybody well. I've seen you at work. You work really hard. Uh, I was actually super surprised at actually how hard you work and how hard how much you care. Mm -hmm. Uh, for all your clients and the situations that you're putting them in and stuff, and you, you, it's, it, you deserve it. I, I actually think that you run that place really, really well. So I appreciate it. I mean, it, I do pride myself on on doing the best job I possibly can, and you know, I, I like to think it shows, and I think the it the does, yeah. the people I work with appreciate that. So mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for the, that'll be my next commercial. I'm just going to put it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've gotten really, you know, really lucky with a lot of things, like the whole Jamie Lee Curtis thing, yeah. I, having her, you know, at her one and only convention and, and her having her sister and brother-in-law shoot it as a documentary and it ends up on, in the box set and the Blu-ray and, you know, yeah. that, that was pretty amazing, you know, so sure. it was just another I guess, notch in my belt, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. She's a sweetheart, that, that woman. 
She's Dude, a badass. She, she is. She definitely mm -hmm. don't take no shit. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and I mean, it, it was uh, Halloween 2018 the first time you worked with her? No, the first time I worked with Jamie Lee Curtis was on Virus. Ooh. Uh, I was working for a company called XFX, which was owned by Steve Johnson. I worked for that company for, I think, about seven years, maybe. Uh -huh. And one of the one of the movies was Virus. And uh, I went and we shot, well, aside from the, the, the principal photography, we shot some additional stuff at Paramount in the big tank that they uh -huh. have there that they flooded against the blue background with the clouds painted on it and we shot some additional i think we shot a new ending there uh, uh and uh that's where i first met jamie Lee curtis and every time she sees me now for the past however what is it two years three years now that that we've been working together she always looks at me and goes virus virus <laughs> like, i know i know uh, a movie that didn't turn out as, as, you know, what we thought it would. But uh, uh, no, that was the first time that I worked with her. And she actually kind of remembered me a little bit. But I had to remind her. And then it was kind of like a badge of honor for the both of us. And then we were, you know, uh, off and running on the, on the Halloween thing, which was... Uh, and, and, I, and I've worked with John, so we had that in common. We just had a lot in common, so... Uh, she's so, such a great lady, and I I love working with her on on the new on these new Halloween films. She's so so awesome and puts her all into it, and she's such a good actress. And and we're doing cool stuff. I can't wait for people to see more of it. <laughs> well, uh, it's funny you mentioned virus because uh, my buddy Michael Felsher, Red Shirt Pictures, was doing the bonus features for the Scream Factory release of Iris. Mm. And he contacted me and he said, hey, you think you could, you know, talk to see if she would do an interview? Mm. <laughs> I sent her a text. And I was like, that's a hard no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's not the, yeah. <laughs> I, like, that, mm -mm. I could have told you that as soon as he asked, I went, forget it. Ain't yeah, yeah. I, I knew that. That's what I told him too. I said, for you, yeah. I'll ask, but. Right. Yeah. Don't expect a don't expect a good result. Right. Yeah. One of the features, uh, we're gonna have some cool little normal features in each episode, and one of them is uh what are you into? What are you into, bro? <laughs> and 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 so what this is gonna be about is basically I go through these weird phases. I don't know if you do. But I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to kick this I off. I go through a lot of weird phases. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I go through them like things that'll just, I'll gravitate to for like a week and then I'm done. Right. And I have a, a what are you into for this week. Mm. Uh, and that is, I went camping uh, a few weeks back, um, a private beach. My mm. buddy's ex-military and we, we camped uh, in San Ofre Beach and went surfing. And I hadn't surfed in, dude, over 20 years. I used to, I used to live in San Clemente and I used to surf every day. I was into it. I was really into it. I used and, to surf too every morning. Yeah. I used to surf before school every day. Wow. Because I, I, I lived in Torrance slash Redondo Beach, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I'd go 
I'd get up, go surfing, go to school, lunch, go back surfing, and then, and then that was my day. But anyway, I used to surf a lot. If I did it now, I'd break a hip, but go ahead. <laughs> well, let's just say my surfing experience uh, a couple weeks back didn't go so high. Um, yeah. Oh, you actually did it? No, I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I had a massive bruise on my stomach about this big for about two weeks from where the board like nailed me. But yeah, it just didn't, it didn't go as I thought. Yeah. I thought, you know, I skated, I surfed, I, I snowboard, I can do this. Right. Well, I mean, granted <laughs> the waves were shit that day. So that had a little something to do with it. But I'm sure that's what it all was. It was, it was just, it was shot. breaking all, anyway, <laughs> um, there was no actual. I would have loved to have just sat there and watched that. And watched me eat shit yeah. over and over yeah. again. It's yeah. my favorite thing to watch people fall down. <laughs> so you're one, it, of those, it, one of those fail video guys, you just watch those. No, it's not. I don't want to see people get hurt. Like, I don't want to see people get really hurt. Yeah. But people falling down or walking into <laughs> doors or windows. I don't know why. Murders me. It just murders me. I I don't know why. I'm just really into it. But anyway, go. Like cats and cucumbers, <laughs> you know. That's really funny too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, I took a real long way to get to this. So one thing I remembered when went surfing is I all of a sudden had like this nostalgia moment where I was like, oh my God, one of the things I love so much about surfing was the smell of the wax bubble. I used to use bubble gum wax. I mm. used to love the smell of that wax. Mm. And I was like, oh man, got to get some bubble gum wax. You know, what? Can, and now this, now mind you, I thought of this after, you know, while we were surfing. So he, he had already waxed the boards. It was, you know, and I asked him, I said, oh, do you, do you still use bubble gum? Cause he used to use bubble gum too. And he's like, oh no, this sex wax. And I'm like, oh, so Nay and I went to San Clemente on Sunday, actually. Uh, and we were walking down the street, hit up a couple surf shops. I said, I'm just for nostalgia purpose. I'm going to get a bar of bubblegum wax just to, you know, smell it. Dude, nobody sells it anymore. Nobody. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like suddenly it's not hip or anymore. It's not in. I don't know. But so I went online and looked and there's still a company and you can order it from their website. Did you so order I, some? did got it today okay <laughs> now what happened here is although on the website it said original formula the packaging's different right um then there's they sent i got two different ones and of course you did <laughs> and it does it, it doesn't smell the same? it doesn't it doesn't <sighs> and i'm very disappointed i mean because before it used to come in wrapped in plastic and now, mm. you know, it's just, it's not even in plastic. Um, mm. But I also did this just as a backup. They were selling on their website bubblegum scented candle. Oh, right. So, so here we go. I, I lit this bad boy like before we started. <laughs> and, All right. and close close okay i mean we're getting there right. we're, we're getting there but i i'm I, now i'm seeking out an original bar even though oh. a 20 year old bar probably won't smell the same i did get a <laughs> shirt too though check out the shirt oh nice. Get... oh nice i'm looking for an old sex wax shirt 
Oh, those are all over San Clemente. Are they? Yeah. I got to get one of those because I used to have one back in the day. So that's my what are you into for, for this week is I suddenly got into bubblegum surf wax gotcha. for do no I reason. Come, do I have to come up with a what are you into? You do. What, I, what is I do, huh? Yeah. Lately, I'm into cooking stuff on YouTube. There like, you go. Like, like That's what you're uh, into. See? I'm, I'm so into like finding recipes of stuff on YouTube uh, uh, from various people like I, and I save them mm-hmm. because I intend, I intend to make them. I swear to God, I'm like, I'm going to make that. I'm going, Oh my God, that looks good. I'm going to make <laughs> are that. You a good, are you I've a good cook? A couple. I am. I think I'm a good cook. Yeah. yeah. I specialize in breakfasts. Oh. I, I do. Wouldn't you say that, babe? Yeah, I, I specialize in breakfast. I'm I'm a badass breakfast maker. Like if you want pancakes, waffles, any kind of egg dish, potatoes. I made this crazy thing not too like a, a week or two ago. It was a hash brown thing. I made my own hash browns mm-hmm. with a wow. potato and the grater and the whole thing, and I season them and I squeeze the water out so they end up crispy and they're like a, a, the whole scratch thing and laid it out in a pan and cooked them and flipped them and then you crack eggs on top of it and then you soak bacon in brown sugar and maple Ooh. and blah blah and then you then you fold that on top after and then you put it in the oven and you bake that whole thing like I did a whole thing and it uh, was, wasn't it awesome it was pretty awesome that sounds amazing it, it was amazing. That, that just shit made... all over that bagel I was eating earlier. <laughs> I was I was bragging about this bagel before we started. I was showing Chris, oh, this bagel's awesome. It's a bagel toasted with cream cheese, avocado, and lemon pepper. And yeah, and it's like, yeah, that's just amateur hour compared to what you just yeah, described. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I am, I'm, I'm just into watching, I'll lie in bed on my iPad watching uh, you, tasty. YouTube recipes i learned how to make a chicago style pizza new york uh style crust um so many things i'm just i'm into that lately i don't know that's my thing that's what what's the thing that's what i'm into that's what you're into that's what, what are you I'm into, into bro right into it okay yeah, yeah, you, that's what I'm into, bro. that's what i'm into <laughs> i'm into cooking right now before that it was gardening oh uh, a lot of gardening. We're doing a lot of gardening out in the back, given this whole quarantine horse shit. Uh, out in the back, uh, planting succulents and all kinds of things. We have a plumeria that is blooming right now. It's just lovely. Uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff. But then I'll go into the shop and, you know, paint a Halloween mask or sculpt a, <laughs> you know, a mummy or something like that. But it's usually the same shit. But mm-hmm. music... That's another thing I'm into. I'm monopolizing the what are you into, bro? <laughs> what are you into, bro? About three weeks ago, I was into, was it three, four weeks ago? I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna pick up my bass and learn a song that I've always wanted to learn on bass. Like, that would, that's really hard. And it's always been that challenge. Like, I wonder if I can learn this song. And I learned uh, Rush's uh, uh, Free Will yeah. on you crushed and it that, too that was a thank you yeah I, I i i that was like a goal for me that was what i was into that week i was like i'm learning this song whether it kills me or not i have blisters all over my fingers and stuff but that was my thing like uh, yeah. gotta conquer that so 
Yeah, I, I was doing that baseline of the day thing for a little while where I was just like. Which was really good. I enjoyed that. that was it was awesome. just like a, I would think of a, you know, a song and like, that's a cool baseline. I should learn that real quick. And I would literally like learn it like five minutes and then record me playing it and then just put it up. <laughs> and and then people complained that they couldn't hear it because my bass was broken and I couldn't plug it in. But now it's fixed and now I don't care. So, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I've moved <laughs> on to that. other shit. I've moved. You're well, I, I started now. Like, you're into bubblegum. <clears throat> I'm into bubblegum, and uh, you know, I started this YouTube channel, um, and really started working on content and got really heavily into editing and all that. And I've been spending a lot of free time doing that. Then I got a new V drum drum set, and I've been mm. I'm gonna be I'm recording with my old band, and so oh, wow. there's there's so much stuff going on right now. It's crazy. Look at that cat cruising in there. What's the cat's name? That's Beaker. Beakler? Beaker. Oh, I thought you said Beakler. I'm like, you named no. a cat in the <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's Beaker. As oh. in, there he is. Oh. Hi, buddy. Welcome, America, to my cat, Beaker. <laughs> um, like Beaker from, like, Muppets? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You ever I, work, did you ever work for John Beekler? I never worked for John Beekler. I mean, I knew him and I met him many times and stuff like that. I never worked for John, ever. It's strange. One of the nicest uh, dudes. Nice Yeah, dude. such a nice guy. Such yeah. a shame that he passed away. But uh, yeah. yeah, he was super cool. Such a nice guy. I have a John um, Beekler story. I don't know if I've ever told you. I, you this, these, are the, these are the kind of stories that you're going to get on this show. You're going to get the real deal, <laughs> the dirt. So when we were, we were filming his interview for Halloween 25 Years of Terror, mm. we went to his shop, MMI, and I was at Magic, Magic Media Industries, or Magical yep. Media Industries. Magical Media Industries, yeah. I think. So we went to his shop, and he had set up all his like display figures behind, and he had a director's chair, and he sits in the director's chair. He's wearing, he was wearing like cut-off uh, sweatpants, like mm. like shorts but sweatpants he had cut you know and we were framing him pretty much like i'm framed right here and he sits down in the director's chair and i shit you not dude his fucking ball sack falls out <laughs> of his pant leg of course it did. dude it looked like a baby's head just popped out <laughs> if you get that visual and he didn't know it and he's sitting there like this commanding and, the room and the three of us are going you do do you say something i yes, mean you do no you don't we did oh you don't dude he's oh, it, you oh, can't you see it he's it's oh, it's I way see. out of frame right but it's like who's got the guts to go bro your your balls are hanging out <laughs> i mean it was it was that was a a long interview <laughs> That's all yeah, I got to say. i'm sure it was <laughs> You yep. just let it ride. Yep. We had, Did I you mean, say anything after it was over? I've never to this day. Well, it's too late now. I never told him ever. <laughs> and and That's... I and I I would have never told the story while he was alive, probably because right. you know for the embarrassment factor. But I don't think he would have cared. He probably he wouldn't have. He probably would have gotten a laugh out of it. But yeah, I'm sure. But at the same time, it was just such an awkward moment. What was, year was that? That would have been two thousand four or five. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was. Uh, what is he doing wearing cut off sweatpants with no underwear in two thousand five? That's just, that's just well, wrong. 
I mean, <laughs> the dude wore sweatpants a lot. You know, right. He's a, yeah. I mean, another another infamous cutoff sweatpants guy <laughs> who I love to death is uh, William right. Forsyth. Oh, okay. William Forsyth yeah. rocks the flip flops and the cutoff sweatpants like no one else. Maybe if I remember right, it was called Stiletto. It was directed by Nick Villalonga, the guy who wrote Green Book, which won an Academy Award. Wow. He did this low, I guess it was low budget movie called Stiletto, and I was in it when I was pursuing my horseshit acting time. Wow. Uh, and Will Forsyth was in it. Tom Berenger was in it. Tom Sizemore was in it who I got into a fight with, mm -hmm. like a fist fight. <laughs> but we're going to tell not that surprising. story another time. I'm not going to tell that story now, but we will tell it. Yeah, um, I had a Sizemore uh, incident too, but go ahead. Did, yeah. Had a yeah, convention. It, yeah, It was awful. But yeah, it was a movie called Stiletto, and I believe Bill Forsyth was in it. Yeah. I didn't see him in sweatpants and flip-flops, though, which would have been awesome. I will say he is a phenomenal actor, Forsyth. Yeah. He's, he's really good. I loved him yeah. in uh, Boardwalk Empire. He was killer. I mean, yeah. he's but so many great roles. I mean, he's a guy we should have on. He's got Yo, stories. Totally. He's, oh he's God, got stories. Me? He, told me a, he told me a Seagal story. Oh, man. Gold. Gold. Yeah. yeah. We got we to gotta do that. Okay. So that's what you're into today. That's a, uh, you know, um, I've also been going on, uh, I go into the deep rabbit hole that is YouTube. I've been really getting into really cool theme park channels. Like there's this defunct land where this guy does these episodes on attractions that are no longer there. And it's so detailed. This guy kills it. Um, oh, wow. I mean, yours are much more interesting. Mine also lately, my YouTube rabbit hole has been hot ones. <laughs> What's that? The hot wings one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where that guy, where that guy has celebrities on, and they eat hot wings that progressively get hotter and hotter, and mm -hmm. they eventually end up crying, which is my favorite part of the show is when they're crying and yeah. can't stand it. But <laughs> so stupid. I don't yeah. know why. My life revolved around traveling almost every weekend. Yeah. For it to just like, irk. I remember I was in Vegas. It was like the weekend of March seventh right when shit was getting hot and people were starting to freak. And mm -hmm. I was at a supernatural convention with Matthew Lillard, who we will definitely mm -hmm. have on this show because he's mm -hmm. amazing. We were at the supernatural convention. And Matt and I were just like, he's like, dude, I don't think we should be here. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it, it was, you know, like literally the day before the convention creation entertainment announced a no touch policy with the guests. Oh, know, wow. And it was yeah. started, it was like, wow, this is getting real, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's the same with me, man. I'm, I travel all the time. Most of the stuff I work on is rarely in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm always flying to Atlanta or somewhere. It's very strange to be grounded for this um, amount of time. It's, I'm totally, re like, my life is, I'm like, oh, this is what life is like when you don't have to go somewhere all the time or travel or live in a hotel. And it's a very strange adjustment. Very strange. I got to tell and, you though, yeah. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I mean, yeah. it, it's, I, I feel extremely guilty to say this, but I'm really, really <laughs> enjoying it because yeah. I've been going nonstop. I shit you not like almost every weekend for like 10 years. Yeah. And to me, a vacation is staying home. And enjoy yeah. 
all this crap I have, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It, it's, this is the first time in years I've been able to just be home and do personal passion projects, you know, like, like this, you know, I don't have a lot of high hopes for Halloween this year. Yeah, I, I don't either, unfortunately, but I'm going to have it. I'm having Halloween if it kills me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, not the normal Halloween, but we're having it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, if I have to put that stupid mask on and walk around in my underwear, I don't care. I'm doing <laughs> I'll, ha I'll hand out candy to myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hire children to knock on my door every five minutes. Exactly. So. <laughs> Same three kids, just give them different costumes. Just keep changing. Exactly. We live in Southern California. So as you know, you know, I'm sure you heard Queen Mary uh, haunt has been canceled. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are speculating about Halloween Horror Nights at Universal and not Scary Farm. And it's just yeah. not looking good. It's not no. looking good. I mean, Monster Palooza just <clears throat> recently canceled their, you know, <clears throat> September thing. That's gone. You know. Yeah, I got a feeling um, that California is and New York are probably going to be the last two cities to get back to normal. I don't think we'll have a concert in Southern California for a long time, like a oh, legit, no. a legit concert. No, no, no. Thinking about a lot of projects lately and a couple, uh, you know, including Halloween ends and, and other projects right now with the hopes of still possibly shooting them September, October, whatever. But honestly, it's just in my opinion that I don't, I don't see us shooting anything for the rest of the year. I just don't. And that's well, a bummer. I've been saying the same thing since March, you know, about yeah. conventions, people yeah. keep asking me. And I said back as far back as March, I saw what was happening. I said, 2020 is done. It's done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, anybody who has a convention right now, like right now, it's just mm -hmm. irresponsible and reckless. Yeah. I mean, it's just hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. But we'll have our own convention. We'll do this. This is our convention. <laughs> virtual conventions but are lame. Virtual. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it, I mean, <laughs> the whole thing. God, man, don't take nah. what I got. You know what? The, the, I see all these these shows jumping on the virtual convention bandwagon, man. I mean, what is a virtual convention? A convention is an experience. It's being in the same place with like-minded individuals, geeking out yeah. together, looking yeah. through the vendors' merchandise meeting the celebrities and talking to them one-on-one -on -one. it's not this this no, this is no, this no. is a you know this is a zoom chat the uh, last convention i was at was i think the one in was it kansas city oh you, that that was a fun weekend um that was Crypt, like a year crypticon crypticon that was last it, it'll be a year ago in august next oh month my god that's horrifying but that was a fun convention <laughs> that was an interesting weekend we're gonna have to talk about that <laughs> we will talk about that yeah yeah uh, <laughs> you're gonna want to hear these stories yeah I've, I've got pictures you know the oh shit yeah oh yeah that's right <laughs> yeah. and james jude courtney drinking too much and and claiming he wasn't getting aggressive when he was <laughs> <laughs> another guy we're definitely gonna have on he's already yeah. he's ready he told me today i was talking oh, to him today it? he's like dude we still got to do that soon you, oh, you, you and chris gotta have me on i'm like dude of course yeah. we're having you on yeah we'll get him in here do you want to see james jude courtney everybody put the comment below tell us who yes you for see. james jude courtney or no or for no james. no <laughs> uh, he um i was telling him he should do some he should start doing some uh workout videos you know shaping up with the shape I, I oh, that's should, a good idea yeah uh, 
he liked kind of like Linnea Quigley did back in the day. Exactly. I got to give a shout out to my buddy Chris Ott. See this brain scan shirt? That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, oh, bad brains mashup. Hook me up. London eighteen eighty eight is the company. You can get you can get one of these right now. And uh, I think you even worked on this movie, didn't you, Chris? I did. I think I worked, or at least I worked in the shop when that movie was being made. Again, another Steve Johnson's XFX movie, yeah. Brain Scan. Yeah, I remember you, being in the shop when that. Do you recall actually working on anything specifically for this movie, or is it was just being worked on while you were working on other I shit? I think it was just being worked on while I was working on other shit in the shop. I think mostly what Brain Scan was was that main makeup, which was based on uh, Keith Richards. And That's Bill, interesting. Never thought yeah, about Bill, that. Yeah, Bill Corso designed that makeup, and uh, it was it was totally based off of the inspiration for that makeup was Keith Richards, T. Ryder Smith, the trickster, right? Yeah, the was trickster, it? and they yeah. had finger extensions. I remember making finger extensions. I think that maybe that's what I did on it, and uh, and the makeup. Yeah, it was Keith, total Keith Richards all the way. It's funny. It's such a cool. It is a cool design that I'm shocked. I don't think I've ever seen an artist interpretation like a mask or a bust or anything of that character. Mm -mm. It didn't do well. A lot of people don't. It's a very cult-like movie. You know, yeah. people don't remember it at all. I, I have a, a huge list of movies that I worked on that are like that, you know, that's, that creep in over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, they just do. Like, I remember Return of Living Dead 3 is one that when it came out and and nobody liked it and it didn't you know it was meh but and both then, return to living dead 3 and brain scan though i think have really found a fan base later like people oh, yeah. i mean there's a lot of return to living dead 3 merch now people are you know especially the design the uh, melinda clark design yeah. is yeah. very iconic yeah that only recently did that movie start getting traction i think i did a interview for the dvd i think i did was it for shout factory i can't remember yeah, it was yeah. scream factory Man. yeah scream factory and i True. did i did an interview for that because that was one of the first shows i did my own stuff for and uh, uh there it is and i believe my name is in those uh it's, oh uh, yeah right here interviews yeah. with special effects artist steve johnson and chris nelson yeah there Let's you see. go oh. the guy on the far right of that the zombie in the far right's the guy mm -hmm. that i did and that oh, whole sequence that's one of the coolest zombies. that dude must have been skinny as hell oh dude yeah his name was clarence epperson he was a homeless guy that tom renoni found at lax no shit yep and hired him to be that zombie and any he idea if no, he's still alive i don't know you know what i thought about looking him up the other day and i uh, not too long ago and i i totally uh gelled on it but i remember he had no teeth he had yeah. full-on dentures, like full dentures. So when I life-casted him, we were going to make him zombie teeth. He took his dentures out, and he had absolutely no teeth. So we uh, life-casted his gums and then made him full wow. set of zombie dentures. And they looked amazing because he had yeah. no teeth. So they, they were awesome. And he would always eat with them, in, and it drove me crazy because I would have to take his dentures out, and they were like, had broccoli and chicken in them and shit and i would always have to oh it was disgusting and nothing would stick to him because he was a drinker yeah so no, no glues would stick to him and it, it drove me insane but i was gonna was, guess he's probably dead 
I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be negative. I'm just, I'm just guessing. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to look I, it up. I have to research that. I don't I mean, know. You think, you think most homeless dudes have like a Facebook page or something? You think he might have? <laughs> he might have. He might have. Hey, man, well, maybe he turned his shit around. And he's if like, anybody uh, knows where he is, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Yeah. But yeah, but that's a movie that that got a lot of traction that now is ending up on, you know, t-shirts and stuff. It, ne yeah. it never would have done that before, but now people are going back and looking at these movies, you know. Did and, that get a and, theatrical release? Um, I remember I saw it in the theater, but I used to be a member of the uh, Academy of Sci-Fi and Fantasy, and they'd always screen everything at USC. I don't yeah. know if you ever went to any of those screenings. Mm -hmm. I remember that, yeah. Were you at that screening of Return of the Dead 3 at USC? I don't think USC? I was at that one. I was oh. at the premiere for it. I can't <clears> remember <throat> where that was, but I do remember they premiered it and showed it in the theater. Yeah. I don't know if it did go out wide. It's a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And my brain is very fuzzy. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, all that stuff was, that was 93? Was it 93? Was it say? I think it was like 93, wasn't it? Uh, 92. 92. Oh, geez. Yeah. See? That was a long time ago, man. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, people love that movie now. Hey, man. Well, like Brain Scan, I mean, Brain Scan, with the exception of some really bad CGI, it's mm -hmm. it's it's a fun movie. Yeah, there's there's tons of those movies that I worked on back in the day, like Evolver. 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 Oh, never heard of that. Uh, I worked on uh, the Dentist. Ooh, Corbin uh, Burnson. Corbin Burnson, Brian Usna. Yeah. Uh, I worked on, you know, Charlie Band stuff like Dollman versus Demonic Toys and and, and Mandroid. Wait a and, second. Uh, so you worked on Charlie Band shit and you never worked with John Carl Beekler? I mean, come on. No, because at the time uh, uh, it switched over to, there's a guy named Mike Deek and he ran a company called Alchemy FX. Oh, was Mike Deke the the Mike Deke creature yeah. character? Yep. Mike, like he was yep. the mummy and Tales yep. from the Dark Side and the gargoyle yep. and mm -hmm. uh, Mike he was Deke also cellar long... dweller, wasn't he? He was cellar yeah. dweller. Yeah. yeah, he has a long history of of working in makeup effects and coordinating shops and coordinating shows. Yeah, and so I worked with Mike Deke uh, at Alchemy Effects, and we would do those Charlie Band movies. And I subsequently worked with Mike Deke at KMB Effects when I was at KMB Effects for seven eight years or whatever and i think at rick baker's maybe was mike at rick's i can't remember but uh yeah mike and he would suit perform he would always be like we do these movies and he'd go i'm in the suit so like we built the suit around mike yeah. and he would go and do it but uh, yeah all these crazy weird little cult movies that are popping up lately i've noticed them and i'm like oh my god really <laughs> but it's great it's super cool man it's super cool and now there's all these places you can see them all. There's so many, you know, outlets yeah. of, you know, Shudder and you got all the streaming services, Netflix yeah. and Hulu yeah. and Amazon yeah. Prime. It's like, you can almost find anything now. I mean, it's crazy. Except oh, yeah. Song of the South. Song of the South is, is tough to Gone. find. Yeah. <laughs> erased. <laughs> erased from history. Never mind. Now Splash Mountain. Nope. No more. Right. Did you what hear? about the Hall of Presidents? 
Well, yeah, there's a lot of racists in those. The ex-presidents are racist. Tons of it. You got to get rid. Those are next, bro. Keep your mouth yeah. shut. That, that shit's gonna right. be gone. Sorry, I started the whole thing. I tell you right now, eventually <laughs> it's gonna get so bad. Somebody's gonna be like, "My father recently died, and you have corpses in the haunted mansion." I'm offended. <laughs> yeah. So right. Yeah. You but, can't uh, have dead people in the haunted mansion. Yeah, no, it's not because it's, people are dying of COVID. Yeah, it's insensitive. Yeah. It's yeah. insensitive. Yeah. to death you're being insensitive to death yeah <laughs> uh, you know it's it's sadly going that way yeah it's you know it really is it's yeah. it's it's i find it uh, again it's an age thing and a generational thing man like i don't i don't get offended by every single freaking thing and now yeah, well we come from a time can't do anything man you and i come from a time where we actually get over it you know what I mean? Yeah. Sh- shit happens and like, dude, that upsets me. Well, guess what? Eh, I'll get over it. Yeah. And, and uh, magically, you do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what Actually, I mean? Actually, oh, it didn't matter that much. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's, it's how you live your life uh, as a person, as opposed to trying to direct people of how they should tell them how they should be doing things. Yeah. You know, it's, don't do that. I mean, it's like, you know, I've been going to Disneyland since I was seven years old. I don't think I ever really thought about the subject matter behind Pirates of the Caribbean until they started talking about it. You know, I, yeah. I, I never really thought about the wench auction and, no. and, and when the guys were chasing the girls and then, you know, they had right. to change that too and put food in their hands. No, and, it was never a thing where you went through the ride and went, wow, that's kind of misogynistic and yeah. sexist. I don't think. I, I don't agree with this ride. You never, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just not something you ever. <laughs> I'm certainly not thinking anything racist looking at rabbits no. and, and, and Splash Mountain. No. Uh, who the hell is going, wait a second. Wait, this isn't this song from that movie back in the 50s that was kind of <laughs> racist? <laughs> I mean, well, it's funny. Again, it's the hypocritical horseshit of of the united states not to get into this but honestly it's like it's so hypocritical you can't show a nipple or you can't show a boob or you can't show a butt but you can show someone getting their heads blown off or their head cut off or their you know what i mean like violence is okay guns are okay like you killing and murder and all that shit that's fine yeah but anything that has to do with you know human nature sexuality or whatever that's nope can't do that yeah Yeah. nope yeah that's it and that's always bugged me. Even when I was a kid, I always thought that was, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Like, uh, but it's I, like you go over to Europe and you're watching regular TV and they're showing bare breasts, and it's like, yeah, it's yeah. not a big deal. It's completely different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can wear something to where it's almost showing everything. But as long as this little tiny bit is covered, you're okay. One more thing before before we call it. Well, okay. I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm throwing a softball at you here. One more thing. Yeah. Uh, what is, uh, give me the last movie you watched that you'd never seen before, last movie you watched that you've seen multiple times. The last movie I watched that I've seen multiple times was Shawshank Redemption. I've been meaning to revisit that. I, I, I watch it <clears throat> all the time. It's actually a comfort food movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a movie I revisit all the time, like when I'm sick or I'm tired or I'm not feeling good, what, you know, what even when I'm not. It's just a perfect movie to me. Mm-hmm. I love Shawshank Redemption. So that was the last movie I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last movie I saw that I've never seen before was... Do you remember what it was? Um, 
you can leave this in because it's funny. Because I don't remember. Jack something. Jack Reacher? No. <laughs> was it Jack something? Jack to back. That was Action Jackson. Action Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> With vanity Jack. and. and yeah. What, what's his name? Uh, Apollo it Creed. It was, uh, yeah, Carl Weathers. Yeah. That was a movie that I watched recently. The, the last movie I watched that I've never seen was Action Jackson. Oh. How sad is that? No, it's kind of <laughs> rad because I've been, I've been revisiting, I've been watching these movies that I'd never seen before from, you know, like the 80s and stuff. I yeah, literally, yeah. I just watched Rad, which I'd never seen Rad, the BMX oh, the bicycle, movie. The BMX movie, yeah. Oh my God, it's terrible. Yeah. And, and I just watched <laughs> The Wizard the fred savage video game movie oh the wizard yeah oh my god because <laughs> i i went to arizona not long ago to do that bill and ted's locations thing and the guy which was that, awesome i watched that that was super cool thank you the guy that yeah. was with me adam the who's another yeah. big locations youtube guy yeah he wanted to do the part of the wizard while we were so we stopped at the cabazon uh dinosaurs because mm -hmm. that's the end of the movies of the wizard and mm -hmm. i'd never seen it he was like you've never seen the wizard oh my god you gotta see it he kept he goes the little kid the main kid he's like autistic or something and all he says to the whole movie is california and he kept saying <laughs> california and i was just cracking up as he was making this so i'm like i gotta see this movie and the other line he told me which was probably the best line of the movie was the the, the sort of bad kid with the mullet when he breaks out the power glove right. and he and he puts it on he goes he goes i love the power glove it's so <laughs> bad <laughs> I mean, it was just that was great i gotta watch that one That's oh, a good, one. good stuff the last new movie i saw i just uh nay and i just watched palm springs the adam oh, how is that it's good it's good. It's um, Andy Samberg. Right? Uh, Andy Sam. Did I say Adam Sandler? Uh, you Adam, said Adam Sandler. Yeah, they're so close. Andy Sandler, uh, Adam Sandler. A-S-A-S. Come on. Right. Um, sure. It's very much Groundhog Day and um, Happy Death Day. Oh. With a it's got a little bit of both of those movies. Um, okay. But it does something interesting. It, it does a little spin on it. It was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Hmm. I, I'd recommend okay. it. I kind of so, wanted to watch it. I just didn't know anything about it. Does Does Action Jackson get a recommendation from you? <laughs> it depends what you're into. What are you into, bro? It depends what mood you're into. If you're into shit exploding for absolutely no reason whatsoever and guys flying across, like, go for it. And Action Jackson, Mr. Carl Weathers, Action Jackson in it barely does any action in it. Like, that's <laughs> the problem with the movie. It's like you're watching it going, Action Jackson. I watched it at three or four o'clock in the morning because I had insomnia and I got up and I came out and sat there and was like, Action Jackson starting. I'm going to watch this from beginning to end. I don't care. And I put it on and I'm going for Action Jackson. There's no action in these movies. It's just none of it makes any sense whatsoever. And it's a Joel Silver movie. You know, he produced it. Really? And so it's got that 80s like it's trying to be Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. It's got that vibe, like that Lethal Weapon, Die Hard kind of vibe that Joel Silver did on his movies. But mm -hmm. and and you could tell they were like, well, now we need Action Jackson, and, and it makes absolutely no sense. I highly recommend it if you have a, a good laugh with stereotypical action movie. 
characters and nonsensical explosions. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I may so actually I may actually watch it. I mean, I think uh like Rad and the Wizard are both awesomely bad in their own way. Um yeah. I think Rad is a much worse film. Wasn't there an 80s movie of that nature on rollerblades? Wasn't Corey Haim in it? Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. Was Corey Haim in it? There was uh, something, oh God, like it was like Call of the Roller Boys or, some, or some yeah. was that, something. Yeah. That's not like the name. That. That's not the name. I don't know, but it sounds like a good Hold name. Hold on. Hold that. on. I swear Corey Haim was in it. I don't remember him being like Cry of the Roller Boys or some stupid... <laughs> Something like that. Hold on. Tears of the Roller. And our audience is anticipating this. Prayer of the Roller Boys. That's oh, it. Oh, it, is, it, is, it is Corey Haim, isn't it? I told you. Hold on. Is that? Yeah, it is. The Hamster. Hamster was you. Hamster was a buddy. He was a client and a friend. I did it. Yeah. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. Just Corey, to get the title. Corey was a good guy. Uh, yeah. He was a client and a friend. He's, he, he's been to this house. He came over. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I remember wow. he was very excited that I had a Space Ace video game machine. Because oh, wow. It, he said it was his all-time all favorite game and that that was his nickname that his friends used to call him Space Ace. And wow. It's funny. He told me that story. And I, I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I think I just watched Feldman's documentary. That's a whole other mm -hmm. episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, in that <laughs> I documentary, good, I got a good Corey Feldman story. Oh, who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> but he uh, he actually uh, brought that up uh, in mm. that documentary. He mentioned the Space Ace thing, which I which surprised me. I was like, oh shit! You know, I thought right. Haim was bullshitting. That you know, just kind of hey, used to call me Space Ace. I'm like, okay. There you but, go. Yeah, yeah. Good guy. Way too young. Taken way yeah. too soon. Yeah. And uh, it's a shame. I still talk to his mom, Judy. I still talk to oh, her. We talk, we talk on Facebook. Oh, that's cool. That's really yeah. great. Yeah. And, anyway. and that ended on up note. That note. Yeah, and on that note. <laughs> everybody stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> we can't end like that. Hold on. Let's think, uh, no, no, no. no um, <laughs> oh, I don't know if you know this. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get off of rollerblading. Since we're talking about BMX movies, rollerblade movies, let's talk roller skating movies for a second. Of course, everybody knows Roller Boogie with Linda Blair. Mm -hmm. But are you familiar with Skate Town USA? Oh, sure. Patrick Swayze's oh, yeah. first film. Oh yeah, Skate Town USA. Do you know who wrote Skate Town USA? Who, ready wrote, for... who wrote Skate Town USA? Nick Castle. Oh, oh I knew that. See, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. See, yeah. and we gotta have Nick Castle on the show. Oh, he's gonna be on. You know he's gonna be on. Yeah, we gotta yeah. do that. And I will ask him infinite Skate Town USA questions. Really? <laughs> I'm what, gonna what bust was... his chops for that so hard. Oh yeah. What was the unknown comic really like? You know, what was Ruth Buzzy really like? You know, you know those kind of. I questions. love Ruth Buzzy. I love Lost Saucer. Man. That's a whole oh other. The Crofters. The Croft. Yeah, Jim Neighbors and yeah, and Ruth. Sid Marty Croft. God, you keep everything. I'm a. I am a pack rat. I'm an organized hoarder. It's insane. Here we go. Check this out. How cool is this? Signed by both of them. Oh, oh my God! That's amazing. Croft superstars. Yep. I was obsessed with that show. Oh, me too, dude. Oh, my God. I never met Jim Neighbors. Um, 
Ruth Buzzy actually had some, I met her at an old Hollywood show back in the day, like I think 99, and she had a few 8x10s pre-signed by Jim. Oh, wow. So that's how I got his autograph. Never got to meet that's him. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. And that's yeah. just some of the things you're going to see from, of, from the garbage. From Sean's collection. Yeah. Some of the garbage that you're going to hear and see on our show. <laughs> yeah. So you get like a little taste of like the daily collection. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I, and I'll have to dig out some stuff. I don't know what I have. I tend to throw, I, I tend to go, man. I, I don't like a lot of clutter. So I'm all, I know, man. I just got a text. Ask. I just got a text from, from who's that? Can you see the name? It's Eben McGar. <laughs> oh. I, I thought it said you and McGregor. <laughs> it could have. It could have. Eben McGar. Eben McGar. Eben McGar. You know what the funny thing is? If you saw a picture of Evan Magar, I guarantee you he looks exactly the way looks you like want. Evan Magar. He does. Yeah, he does. Okay. I can't wait because that name is the is bitching. Hold on, name. I'm actually going to pull. I'm pulling up a picture of Evan Magar right now. No, I don't want to see it yet. Why? Let's hold. Hold because I want to hold off. Let's. This is going to be a running theme. I want to talk about Evan Magar. I want to enjoy the name for a while. Okay. I don't want to see his face yet. You know, we're the, the funny a, thing is, you probably know him. Big, I probably do, but we're going to do a big reveal of the Evan McGar face. We're not going to do it tonight. Okay. Because I want to enjoy the name for a while and I want to slip it into conversations before I see the face. I just don't want to. Evan McGar! <laughs> we'll make it a running thing. I have no idea what Evan McGar looks like. So. You know, it'd be great if you never got to see what he looked like and he came up to you like at a convention and goes, hey, Chris, Evan McGar. Evan McGar. <laughs> you kind of want him to have an accent, though, don't you? You kind of want him to Evan McGar. Evan McGar. I heard you talking about me. Oh. I want him to be a pirate at this point. You know, he he he's... Don't tell me. I don't can't tell me. you what he looks like. Don't tell me. Nope. Nope. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. We're closing the show at Evan McGar. Okay. All right. We'll okay. cover Evan McGar and no Halloween stuff ever. Okay. Yeah. Never any Halloween stuff. We won't ever talk about. Never. Um, we won't talk about how Halloween kills postponing to next year basically killed Halloween for 2020. Um, we're we, never we, going to talk. We're not going to blame Blumhouse for ending <laughs> Halloween this year. We would never do that. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> No, on a serious note, when it got postponed, wasn't there a little bit of you felt like, yeah, Halloween is officially over now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's kind it of was like one this. Of the, it was one of the things you're kind of clinging on to to make the season what it's going to be. I mean, it is what it is. But then, yeah, I agree. It was the right thing to do. But that being said, I was, I was, of course, I was disappointed. And yeah. Then I was like, Halloween's done. That's it. But you never know what could happen. I have hope. I'm going to stay positive as far as Halloween season. I'm going to stay positive. So just call the show Eben McGar. Eben, the Eben McGar Hour. Eben McGar Hour. <laughs> I think that's a great name. That's it. Because you're always going to have you're going to always have people. Well, neither of you guys are that name. So where's this name come from? And we'll just make them famous and call the show the Eben McGar Hour mm. show. It's kind of a good idea. All right, and on that note, we're going to end the Evan McGar show. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the Evan McGar hour and uh, <laughs> come back next week for more Evan. 
all night, all day, all ebbing. All the time. All the and time. Again, leave your comments below about stuff yeah. you want to hear about, maybe talk about guests you might want to see, things, you know, because we can cover the whole gamut. We can even talk about music. We haven't even entered oh, into the kitchen. We haven't world. even talked. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm obviously, we haven't even. We're music yeah. fans. Uh, yeah. And, you know, any negative comments you have will be forwarded directly to Evan Magar. So um, <laughs> just keep that in mind. He exactly. is going to be in charge of quality control for this show. And, and he doesn't fuck around. So if there's anything we said during this show that offended you, you know what? Get over Evan Magar at Evan Magar at AOL.com. I don't know, yeah, I don't know what it's <laughs> just Contact him. And yeah. he handles all our, you know, actually he would be family. amazing to be the guy to handle criticism. Cause he is, well, the, he doesn't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. Make sure to like and subscribe that little notif notification bell. Ring that bitch subscribe to this channel. That way, you know, the new content that's coming and you can hear more of our pointless ramblings, more of our, horse shit is coming at you so subscribe yep. all right guys if you want horse shit in your face we're the guys Evan McGarrett. is that recording <laughs> you have to make sure before we go through the whole thing. it says recording so okay cool.